Hello, you beautiful humans. I hope you're all having a spectacular day. Uh, welcome to another week, another installment of the Virtus Performance Podcast. Uh, before I get stuck into today's guest, uh, I'd like to thank everyone who's been listening so far. This is week 51, which is one week short of my goal of doing 52 podcasts in a year. So it's a, it's a pretty cool feeling to be very, very close to, to this goal. And I think that now I've gotten to this point, now I've hit the, almost hit the 52-week mark. Uh, I'm shifting my goal to the 100, to the triple digits. I think it would be a bit silly and a bit maybe uh, frustrating if I was to stop now because I'm you know finally or finally I'm starting to build momentum and I'm starting to really every week every conversation uh, every podcast I'm enjoying that little bit more uh, meeting new people and talking to people I know and learning more about them so in today's episode I sat down with Amanda Connell who is the uh, the brains behind Holistic Hikes, which is a holistic, obviously holistic because it's called Holistic Hikes, is a holistic uh, health nutrition uh, business, which a coaching business, which has been designed, uh, has been founded to bring people more in touch with the outdoors and, and to allow people the... Uh, to uh, give people the empowerment or to empower people to, I guess, take control of their health and well-being and nutrition and, and things like that and to do it in an environment that is, I guess, perfect for connection and, and growth and, and learning in, in the outdoors. So we spoke about Amanda's journey, about why she does what she does, uh, about the things that drive her and, and we uh, we went a little off track and, and spoke about the, the health industry and the... Uh, and I guess the the way things have been done and the fact that the way things have been done might not necessarily be the best way uh, of things going forward. So we had a really good conversation about health, happiness, mindfulness, uh, nutrition and, and learning and uh, I'm really, really excited for you guys to meet her. So enjoy. My personal and business goal is to be just a little bit better every day. I believe everyone, especially normal people, have a story to tell. The Virtus Podcast exists to help us all find small ways of consistent improvement by discussing the journey and experiences of each of our guests. Amanda, good morning. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's nice to have you on after meeting you last week. Yeah, it was very fantastic meeting, very uh, meeting in the mind. What did you say last week? You wanted you sh- we should have just recorded that chat yeah. instead. <laughs> it would have been a lot better. So, t- so, t- so today's just going to be a repeat of that conversation, hopefully a little better. Sure. Yeah, Let's a little bit more fun. All right, first question for you. What gets you out of bed in the morning? Well, generally, it's my husband with a pot of coffee. Um, yeah, also, I don't know, like, I guess my passion and, and my drive to, to really help others from the way that I've uh, seen my own healing happen, you know, through nature therapy, through nutrition. So, I, I, yeah, it's really 
really driven to sort of help others with their holistic health and getting their life sort of in balance because it is it's a bit of a shit fight every day oh yeah it is what what does that word mean to you when you say holistic what do you mean because i think it's one of the buzzwords that's kind of thrown out everywhere so to me it's holistic is all-encompassing so it's our mind our body and our spirit so in order to have um, balanced health, we need to consider social, emotional, uh, environmental factors as well as nutrition um, so that we really find that balance because you can have a great diet, but if your mindset is off and you've got a really negative self-talk within yourself, um, you're still going to have sort of disease there, disease of the mind, disease of the gut. So, yeah. Have you always been someone who looks at the world holistically and looks at health holistically? Uh, no, not always. Um, I It probably started for me about 16 years ago when I was a young mum, so I was 20, um, and I was diagnosed with gestational diabetes, anemia, calcium deficiency, and my doctor sat there and wrote out prescriptions. Yeah, um, And I was pretty confronted with that because I was never really one to take medication, but I thought, you know, there's, there's got to be a natural way to do this. So through my own research um, and self-education, I sort of, you know, stumbled upon the, you know, the holistic sort of world, as you would say, and yeah. and found, you know, my healing through through nutrition. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So what, what was... Started. So take us back, into, if you can, a little bit into the mind, like the mindset then of going like, well, I've got all these things we've got to deal with. The doctor's, I guess, first port of call is medication, medication, medication. Yeah. What was the process like to, I guess, turn away from that and move towards the holistic route? Uh, I think that I just, I don't, I didn't see the, the fix and appeal. I, yeah. I just didn't, it, it, it was just something that didn't sit with me. Um, and, you know, again, the whole holistic approach is that it's so innate. It, it's from within you and it, it's finding the balance because it looks different for everybody. So yeah. I guess, again, you know, to, to answer your question, the process for me was I just it didn't sit comfortably and I had to discover why. So I've always sort of been really inquisitive about things. And, yeah. and so I sort of just started reading about, you know, calcium deficiency. What do I need to do? What foods do I need to eat? Um, I've never really been a big dairy consumer, but then I found that obviously calcium is through other food and you don't Definitely. need to get that. So it's sort of, you know, stepping away from main street marketing of, of where you should derive your, you know, calcium, vitamin D and et cetera from. Yeah. Um, yeah. So a lot of self-education and then yeah, just followed that through. Yeah. Um, found that I found the solutions to my own problems without having to fill out a script. So that was it's pretty funny empowering. How so many people's, I guess, passion and drive comes from dealing with stuff themselves. Uh, what was your first point of call in terms of like where did you find that information? Where did you go to find how? Um, about cal- calcium deficiencies and um, gestational diabetes yeah. and things like that. Where'd you look? Okay, so I guess, you know, the internet wasn't really as much as what it is now. <laughs> True. <laughs> um, <laughs> so there was a lot of diaries, uh, sort of diaries, sorry, not diaries. There was a library I was looking into. Um, yep. My brother was a chef awesome. uh, at some stage, so I sort of went through a lot of his old books. Um, my mum was a nurse, so again, pulling out like, you know, um, some of the 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 books that sort of she had on the bookshelf and just sort of being really interested and finding, you know, how how our body works and, and um, yeah, sort of it was a lot of books and I still enjoy books now and folding pages rather than sort of just everything. It was on, definitely somewhere, yeah. something we bonded over last week. Yeah, yeah. Having um, the actual book. 
Yeah, one. yeah, I do, I do. I really um, I enjoy books, the smell, the, the feel, um, and just to have them on my bookshelf and to use <laughs> them as the Bible, yeah. I sort of go back and reference them and doggy pages, and it's just something that if I'm a little bit lost, I can pick it up again and Very cool. sort of go back to. So that's, yeah, that's, awesome. I guess, where it started. I like that. Where did, where did it progress from there? So obviously being a young mum at 20 must be a big change. Yeah, yeah, it's a very big change. So, um, in in more ways than just nutritionally. Yeah. So there was, um, it was a pretty turbulent relationship that I was in too. So again, you know, my um, my mental health sort of suffered, and um, over the years, I did end up with adrenal fatigue. So that was again, you know, sort of educating myself. Um, I did see uh, naturopaths, nutritionists, and it sort of sparked that that interest um, in studying a little bit further, just to awesome. see how I could um, help myself through eating well, um, you know, kind words and, and what it was, like, you know, getting out in nature, that was always something for me that um, I, I would always just sort of do that to sort of detox or if I was like, oh, i just got to walk it off, I'd yeah. go for a walk and find that And it would make peace. you feel better. Yeah. So and you started to find your, I guess, peace and comfort from nature. Yeah, cool. 100%. That's so. awesome. So you went off and studied after... Well, I studied the Certificate of Nutrition. Awesome. Um, I was looking at doing a university degree either in um, dietetics or nutrition. Cool. However, I sort of found this coaching um, solution and I find that for me, people's answers are within them. So as a dietitian or a nutritionist, sometimes they sort of dictate what people should do um, and go, here's a plan for you. This is what I think you should do based on what you told me. Yep. Whereas with coaching, um, it's really a lot of motivational interviewing and it's teasing out the answers from within that person. So Definitely. they actually arrive at their own solutions. So they're more likely to, you know, instigate that change because they've come up with their own solutions. So to me, I find that coaching in my favourite, you know, environment, being out in nature, is just... The ideal solution. Best so. of both worlds, right? Yeah. It's, it's super cool. And it's a really it's a really interesting, I guess, point you brought up about individuals who are passionate about a certain subject going off to uni and doing a topic and then being taught the same stuff as everyone else, being taught coursework and curriculum, which is important and, and necessary for most um, most degrees, but then they're, they're, you lose that sense of autonomy and sense of um, being able to question whether it's right or wrong. Yeah. And they never actually, for most for the most part, um, obviously, like you've been able to experience it and actually learn by doing. Um, but like we certainly get a lot of internship students in that haven't necessarily experienced the things they're teaching. Yes. And I think <clears throat> you tend to go, most people go full circle with uni. They go in having a passion and having tried things and seeing what works, seeing what doesn't, being taught the taught the the straight straight and narrow, straight down the train tracks way of thinking. And then after uni, they kind of go full circle back to the trying and learning and things like that with that added knowledge. And I think that's a really important um, thing to discern that you like, or thing that you've identified is the fact that you being able to coach and educate and I guess mentor your clients into actually making the decisions themselves and coming to the answers themselves and figuring out what's wrong because when we understand what's going on with ourselves it doesn't necessarily we don't necessarily need to just follow the book in terms of 
no. nutrition and health and things like that. Yeah. Because everyone's different. Yeah, 100%. I agree. We're all unique and we need to... And we're all the same at the same time. <laughs> we're the same, we're different. I think, I think we're the same in, yeah, in some aspects we're certainly the same, but I think that, you know, nutrition, people have certain issues that, you know, they can't eat certain foods, they can or they can't. Definitely. Um, and even mentally, people have got different barriers and challenges that they've got to work around. Yeah. Um, and so it's, yeah, it's definitely a, a different approach to everybody. What do you feel is a, is the biggest, <clears throat> I guess, barrier to behaviour change? Do you think it's mindset or do you think it's um, like knowledge and understanding? Uh, it can be a bit of both. So people have limiting self-beliefs. So yep. one of the, um, the things that we work through are values. So people can sort of determine where their values have come from. Are they, you know, from their family, their upbringing, or is it something that they've carried through um, socially, environmentally? So our values sort of come from everywhere. So I, I really, um, I like to sort of strip it back down and all these sort of um worksheets and things like that i've worked through myself as well through the, the course of my time yeah um and reevaluated because at different points in your life you've got different values and different beliefs and that's okay to change i don't think that ever anyone should just be you know stagnant or stubborn and just Definitely have not. the same beliefs i think that you know if we're forever learning we're forever educating ourselves then our belief systems are going to change so Again, yeah, I think it's people's limiting self-beliefs. Um, a lot of people don't know how to motivate themselves. Um, you know, a- again, it's whether they're intrinsically motivated or whether it's an external factor, whether they, you know, are driven by rewards. So determining what's right for each person, I can sort of then, you know, frame Definitely. that around them for them. Have you had people that you have struggled to work with? Have uh, yeah, have certainly. been struggled to actually help them get to where they want to get to. Yes, yeah, certainly, and I I reflect that on you know as well. That's my abilities. That's my learning. I need yeah. to learn new and different ways to adapt to people that are difficult, that are um, you know hesitant to change because people like to sort of you know be comfortable where they are. People are scared of change. Yeah. People generally don't say yes. Well, people <laughs> turn away yeah. from uncomfortableness. So yeah. it's. It's sort of just trying to find what will motivate them to change. Yeah. You know, and I guess an example of that would be, um, you know, people that have like fad diets that have just tried Those every fad circle, diet and yeah. recirculating over that time. So it's trying to provide a, an education about reframing the simplistic um, approach to nutrition. And it's not about whether you're paleo or keto or this or that. It's just simplified. Like what is the basis of what we need nutritionally yeah. and and then encapsulating that in the holistic side. So what you know, what's their mental, social, environmental factors that wrap around that for them? So yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean there's certainly challenging people, but as I said, it's something that I need to yeah, it's, it's adapt it's a, and change. Co- coaches always go back to, okay, I need to fix myself to help them, which is which is a re- like it's a really uh, interesting show of like who you are and the fact that you look inward before you look outward, which I think is really cool. One of my favorite books is uh, Mindset by Carol Dweck. Have you read it? No, I haven't. So really simply, it's it's people are split into two categories. Um, you're either growth growth mindset or fixed mindset the growth mindset of the people that want to figure out they're wrong and want to learn the new way and fixed mindset obviously is just they're stuck in that self-fulfilling prophecy of i can't change uh because of this this this, and this and then never do um and it's a really really interesting uh it's a really interesting look at 
the human psyche and and to how important mindset is to actually improving and growing you know like we we encounter clients more often than we would like that are in that fixed mindset and you try and teach them and and they just don't want to listen um and i'm sure he wouldn't mind me talking about it but last he did a whole podcast about it so he wouldn't mind but uh, a couple of weeks ago uh josh kaiser was on a podcast um someone who was a client of ours two couple of years ago and was impossible to coach just wouldn't listen yeah and he's kind of gone on this little journey of self-discovery and awareness and now he he listens and he understands that he doesn't know everything and he's someone that I've seen shift from that kind of fixed mindset to the growth mindset um, but it just it just takes time and he's not there yet like he's definitely like yeah. like I'm not there yet so like there's definitely I don't think we're ever there no we're never there which is the frustrating part <laughs> but when I make it I'll be happy right <laughs> <laughs> But when this happens, I'll be happy. Um, what are the what are the education, I guess, tools or things that you use to help people shift from that fixed to that growth mindset? Or what are the yeah? What are the ways you would you deal with it? I guess there's a lot of um, different tools. I guess that you can use. There, um, we we use a lot of measures. I guess in coaching, um, so you can sort of measure where they're at and go through um, sort of. Um, I'm just trying to find the word. Sorry. And don't know. That uh, yeah, I guess you know, sort of just measure where they're at and where yep. they've gone. Sometimes, if they self-reflect and they've seen that they've made a little bit of a change, yep. um, that can almost motivate them. They sort of get this little spark, and that can sort of keep driving them forward. Yep. See one little so win. It's, yeah. yeah, it's sort of gauging things like that. Um, That's cool. I just realised that we haven't actually talked about what you do properly. <laughs> so, <laughs> elevator pitch. It can be a long elevator ride. Uh, pitch what you do to everyone that has no idea. If you just meet someone on the street and they say, hey, what do you do? Load up. Okay, so I'm a nutrition and health coach and I deliver my sessions hiking in nature um, to reap the benefits of everything that our environment, you know, particularly yeah. here on the Monty Peninsula has to offer. It's not the worst part of the world. No, it's not, certainly not. So um, any of our sessions can be run from beach beach sessions yep. to bush sessions um, and there's a little bit of information that I provide along the way about the benefits of of um, you know walking in nature so uh, yeah it's, it's pretty cool because I think it's uh, when Beck my sister first ta- told me about you I was like that is a really cool idea because like, I'm someone that loves getting out and experiencing just the world around us um, through travel and and through just little hikes even you know in the park out the back of the gym like a half an hour walk around that those three football ovals and I feel like a different person so why did you why did you decide to take the plunge with this idea and where did it all come from okay so um, just a whole lot of self-belief and my husband motivating me to actually do what I say that I really want to do. <laughs> so, <for> him. <laughs> uh, you know, that's, again, it's really good to have someone, you know, that, that sees something in you and sees your, shares your vision yeah. and, you know, sort of motivates you as well. So, um, really, yeah, decided to push forward with the nutrition and, you know, combine it with the nature therapy because, I mean, from my own personal experience over the years, I've, I've really had some um, quite turbulent years of dealing with uh, close family members with depression, yeah. um, anxiety, self-harm, um, and then just recently cancer. So it's just something that's 
um, I've found in, in, in dealing with it, I've helped them obviously nutritionally, but then just getting out in nature and walking and hiking, it lowers your blood pressure. Um, you know, it's just got yeah. so many benefits that it's just like, I don't understand why people aren't doing it more. <laughs> so to me, ideally, like the, this business was incorporating the two things that I'm most passionate about and doing it yeah. for a living. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And just, yeah. And it's it's awesome because, like, you're filling a gap because I don't think... It seems like a very simple idea, right? And I think that's almost, like, the cool thing about it is it's such a a basic, simple idea. Hey, let's go out and have a conversation about what you're blocked on or what you're struggling with or where you want to get to. And let's do it outside in a really cool environment. Yeah. (laughs) It's such a a simple simple thing to look at. Um, What is... Do you find some clients or some people you talk to, are you met with resistance from them or do they just like kind of go, that's awesome, let's do it? Oh, I think that there can be certainly resistance, particularly with winter. So I've sort of just written a post about the winter blues and the SAD, so which is your seasonal affective disorder. Um, So that's just more about like how, you know, we're retreating doors, we're not getting the sunshine, we're not getting our vitamin D levels. So melatonin's thrown out, we're not sleeping as well, which affects your mood. Um, you know, your serotonin levels decreased. So it's yep. just, there's just so many, it's tenfold, you know, effects Definitely. by just not getting out in nature. So, yep. uh, yeah, I'm certainly met with some resistance. Um, all my, you know, clients that actually go through um, intake process with them first to make sure that they are clear for it. Yeah. I've got first aid, asthma, things like that. So there's a lot of people that be like, oh, you know, is it a big hike up a mountain? So I do <laughs> yeah, assure you there's some really gentle, <laughs> it's yeah. really gentle walks. So I've definitely got some more challenging hikes for anyone that's keen, but it is just more or less a gentle walk, talking, walking in nature. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the really cool thing about uh, holistic hikes is that you know when you're walking and you're talking and you're like really trying to overcome uh, obstacles or challenges or find solutions it engages both the left and the right side of your brain so you're sort of you know you're thinking logically um and more creatively as well so it's sort of it's pretty cool it is it's something simple but to me it's just something that i'm i know works for me so it can work for other people yeah and that's the cool thing i tend to find that i like writing and um and kind of sharing my experiences obviously started podcasts and stuff but i like writing the stuff i'm struggling with because i figure like yes we're all unique snowflakes but we're also very similar in in a lot of different ways and i think if i'm struggling with it there's a good chance that a fair chunk of the population is struggling with especially people that are in similar positions and doing things the same same way i am so i think it's really cool that you're able to take your experiences and your learnings and your development and go, I want to help other people. Where do you see yourself taking it over the next 6, 12, 18 months? Yes, certainly. Look, uh, I've got some grand plans, so I think that um, I'll fine-tune them, but I I certainly see, you know, um, some. I've got mindfulness walks, um, gratitude hikes, um, I really want to do some some work and some collaboration with some local businesses. I think that, that that's just something that fine we can... <laughs> if we have to. <laughs> Sorry, um, but yeah, I just I think that you know there is no ceiling on this. I think that's that cool. um, just keep expanding, keep writing down ideas and and growing it because yeah, I think once you sort of create a cap, then you're only capping yourself. Hundred percent. So, yeah. 
cool. this, this can go global. Yeah, it can. Yeah. Oh, I'm already thinking about like international, like big hiking weekend uh, weeks and yeah. big trips and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. Well, last week we were talking about the, um, the Nepal one, so definitely I've definitely yeah. got yeah. some connections so I can sort of facilitate some really awesome hikes over there. That's and cool. I've got some Sherpas all lined up. <laughs> <laughs> That's the dream. Sherpas lined up. Have you done a lot of travel overseas and the show? I actually didn't travel until about six years ago. Um, my first overseas trip was to Nepal. Awesome. And I hiked the Annapurna region, which was just mind-blowing. Um, very cool. Definitely put me out of my comfort zone, but I think yeah, that that's something that just, yeah, really makes you grow. Um, but that was, yeah, that was amazing. And then since then, I've sort of, uh, we've travelled to Bali uh, down Managong, which is the the climb to the summit there, yeah, which is actually a volcano. <laughs> um, it didn't erupt. No, it didn't Good. erupt, Good. but I did get proposed to, so that was pretty uh, exciting. Nice, congratulations. Um, thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, like my husband's pretty outdoorsy type as well. Yeah, good. So we've got some pretty cool things planned in the future awesome. with, our, with our kids and everything. So very cool. How many kids do you have? Three daughters. Three daughters, how old? They're eight, almost ten, and sixteen. Awesome, big handful. Yeah, incredibly. <laughs> <laughs> he does really well though. <laughs> Good, yeah. yeah, yeah. Four on Thanks, one. Thanks, man. Four on one. That's uh, that must be tough. Yeah, yeah. No, he's he's a very strong man. So I think it's it's a, it's a solid man that can deal with four women. <laughs> four true. Women. Yeah. Very true. Three sisters. I know. I know how he feels. <laughs> Talk to me about about how you found your love for nature and is it something that you grew up with is it something that has happened over the last few years how did you fall in love with the outdoors yeah sure so as a kid I grew up with two older brothers um and my grandparents had a farm up in Heathcote which my parents now live on um so there was lots of sheep dams creeks motorbikes and we were sort of always outdoors um, both my parents were uh, camps for um, camp leaders for underprivileged kids through the Lions Club. Yeah. Um, so that was pretty cool. We were sort of exposed to abseiling and rafting awesome. and, you know, some pretty cool outdoorsy stuff. So I'm very natural like that. Um, l- love the environment, just, you know, Good. and challenging. So, um, yeah, like I've, I've always been around nature. We've had our farm up in Heathcote, which is just, beautiful and always lived on the coast so nice. um really got to enjoy both the country and the Monte Peninsula for yeah. what it is so yeah and then yeah as I got older it was more about hiking and traveling and seeing all the other green spaces everywhere else that's pretty cool that's, that's super cool it's a big world and it's um there's so many it's really interesting because I think a lot of I find a lot of people I know try and go overseas to and I can't really talk because I've just been overseas, but <clears throat> go overseas to experience these amazing places, but forget how many amazing places we have in our own backyard. Yeah. Um, yes. Like from Grampians to Theatre Rangers to... Great Ocean Road. Great Ocean Road yeah. to Wilson's Prom to like just the peninsula. Like it's, you don't have to go very far to get outside and go for a walk. And one of the things that a good friend of mine's taught me... Um, albeit with a little bit of resistance from me is just walking slowly (laughs) and I'm always like going from one place to another and and moving quickly like I think I ran past you before (laughs) (laughs) and she she made me walk slowly um when it like 
yeah and it's it's something that I try and remember whenever I'm outside just to walk slowly and be mindful um, be mindful of what I'm doing and this is a very really long-winded question but I knew where I was going with it <laughs> what is mindfulness to you because I think it's a word like like holistic that's thrown around a lot and it's kind of a buzzword at the moment but what does that mean to you mindfulness to me is connecting innately so internally with all your senses your five senses which then engages your six so you know the touch the seeing dead people <laughs> well I can do that too depends so on the movie I'm pretty clever so <laughs> um, yes yeah, well you could do that um, but you know it's, it's really about you know the sights the smells and what you're feeling and sort of what you can touch like touching the water touching the leaves yeah. when I'm out in nature I'll you know, I'll pick off a leaf and then I'll rub it between my fingers and I smell it and I just get that warm sort of feeling inside yeah. and it probably sounds a little bit creepy or no. whatever. But, you know, it's it just there's something really um, engaging and I think that with mindfulness it's really about being present and, and you yeah. know, really connecting with all your senses to get this feeling of, you know, of it and it's that's I guess it is your sixth sense like you just your your feeling of being and being connected you know and you you feel so small I guess when you're out in nature and it, the world is just such a big place yeah. and it sort of puts things into perspective so that's where Definitely. I find a lot of the stress relief comes from and it's just yeah yeah it's it's really really cool and it's it's cool to see all the all the research into what nature does to cortisol and how we like how what what our lives the way we live them with like phones and laptops and uh, recording devices and microphones and things sitting in front of us, <laughs> and things sitting in front of us how how much that puts us like back from what we actually should be should be yeah. and should be doing um, what are do you have some tips for people that you might, I guess, send them off with homework, things like that after hikes. Do you have tips for people to kind of reconnect to the environment and nature and everything yeah. outside of the four walls of the house? Well, certainly. I mean, you can even do it within the four walls. So, I, you know, even encouraging plants, like having pot plants and succulents. You've already like told that. me. All right, I'll get some plants. <laughs> and real ones. So it's, you know, you can bring those plants inside your house. I mean, not everyone has the access to go for a bushwalk every day. Yeah. Um, but I think just, you know, bringing plants into your house, it will just create a happier mood. Um, there's things like the snake tongue or the mother-in-law's tongue. Um, Sansevieria, I think it is. I think I just, you know, murdered the word for it. But sorry. Yeah, close enough. Um, but that's like a really good air purifier at night, particularly yeah. um, to have in your bedroom. So things like that. I think, too, it is just setting um, some rules with yourself as far as, like, how you want to engage with social media. Yeah, like Don't that. go to bed at night with your phone. Like, maybe leave it out of the bedroom. If you can't leave it out of the bedroom, give yourself five minutes. I think I read the same thing from your post. But, um, you know, give yourself a time limit and go, I'm going to do this and stick yep. to it. Um, yep. Because I think that, yeah, you can sort of get sucked into just that scrolling and this and that. Oh, so yeah. it's sort of... Really being mindful of how much time you're spending on it. Um, I think there's some apps now that even track how much time you're spending on your social media. So you can yeah. sort of really get a bigger picture because you don't necessarily realise how many times that you just open that app. So And if, you, if, you're, uh, if you're on your iPhone now or listening to this, if you go into, if you go into your settings and then go into battery, you can actually look at your battery usage since last time you charged it and see what you've actually been doing. Um, and how much 
time you've spent. So if you click on last seven days and then put the camera up, or the camera, the uh, little clock up, you can see how much time you spent on each different app in the last wow, week. Wow, that's fantastic. Which is very confronting. That's just the iPhone then? That's just the iPhone. Yeah. yeah. I, I assume Android would do the same thing. Um, but it just shows you how much time it's been on screen and how much time it's been on the background. So when you <clears throat> when you look at it and you've got 40 minutes of Facebook a day, it's there's 40 minutes when we tell ourselves we don't have enough yeah. time. And people do. Um, and that was my actual 40 minutes a day, which is rubbish. I need to, I need to fix that. <laughs> um, over the last week, I've averaged 40 minutes on Facebook to, Facebook a day. That's horrible. Yeah. I tell myself excuses like I'm pushing business content and stuff, but mostly it's scrolling. That stuff takes five <laughs> minutes at a time. But that's it. It's, you know, it's really, I guess, being honest with yourself and finding what you're doing and where you do have the time again. And, yeah. you know, another tip, I guess, too, you were saying um, with, with really sort of reconnecting with nature, something I, I do quite often, um, I run around barefoot. So when I'm out pegging out the washing, yeah. I've got my feet directly connected to the earth. Um, it might sound pretty hippie, it's but I'm going to try it. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. I can it's sound hippie, but it's, yeah, it's, I it's, can vouch for that from a movement point of view and from a proprioception point of view. Yeah. Uh, it's huge. Like, like I use the, <clears throat> I tell most of our clients most of the time take their shoes off for whatever we're doing. And there's always a couple that you meet, meet with a little resistance. And I kind of use the example as if you put your hand in a fist and wrapped your hand up for 90% of the day how well do you think your fingers would work? And it's when the ground is the the one, or sorry, your feet are the one place where we're in contact with the ground most of the time. If we have a, a an unproprioceptive environment there, then everything up the chain isn't going to work as well. Um, and yeah, and if we're able to take shoes off for an hour, two hours, three hours a day and actually get moving, um, every muscle, bone, joint in your foot starts to move a little bit more efficiently, which means everything up the chain is going to move more efficiently, um, which means you're going to end up with a like a really proprioceptive environment. Yeah, and a solid and, foundation. Yeah, it's a foundation to like everything. Um, and, you know, apart from having to clean the dirt out, it's a really nice feeling having dirt yeah. and sand and things like that between your toes. But there's just so many nutrients in that dirt, so <laughs> embrace it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. In, yeah, enjoy it. And that's, that's something that, you know, we've kind of, in the 21st century age of technology, we've kind of gone away from just that connection um, with the earth. But it's like everything, you know, where as far as you grow that way, you need to counterbalance it. So you need to find that balance and it's finding that balance in everyday life as well, as well as, you know, yeah. the balance of technology. So I'm not anti-technology, but I think that everything in moderation and there needs to be some real balance. Like. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I, it's just finding that. For me, it just comes back to awareness. And I think like if I'm aware that I'm in shoes most of the day, then I'll do my best to, when I get my clients to take it off for a, for a group class, I'll take mine off as well or... You know, if I know I've been, if I know like Thursdays for me is usually a big office day, so I know that if I'm in the office all day, I need to go out for a walk or, you know, catch up with someone for a coffee or some, something that's going to get me out of my current environment. Because I think as humans, I think we suffer the most. I'm working on a blog post around this, but I've still got a little bit to go, but we suffer the most when we do the same things over and over again. We suffer the most through repetition. So if we, 
do the same gym session every day, we're going to suffer because we're not going to improve. If we eat the same foods every day, we're going to suffer because we're not uh, eating a wide variety of nutrients. So, so yeah, that's kind of... Right, I'm working on a little little post about that because I think it's really important to uh, to pattern interrupt your day and do something different. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whether yeah, so it's change it up a bit. Yeah, because ha- we get stuck in habits, like whether it's a good habit, like um, like going for a walk outside with no shoes on, or whether it's a bad habit, like scrolling our phone. We get stuck into habits. And I think when we're mindful and aware of those habits, we can make a decision one way or the other yeah. whether we want to do more or less of it. Yeah, definitely, and, and drive the good ones. And drive the good ones. <laughs> That's exactly right. <clears throat> I don't want to delve too deep into it because I think it's a topic that uh, is really hard to talk about for a lot of people, but what have been, for the people that you see, and like I can talk about the um, times we've seen at the gym, what are the what have the, been the benefits from movement and walking and getting outside on things like depression and anxiety? What do you see? Because we can like we can talk about the science and things behind it, but from a uh, right, <laughs> no, that's right. Phone calls happen all the time. Um, I turn my vibration off; it's the best. Yeah. Except I miss calls all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, what have you What have you seen in terms of benefits, both uh, physiologically and psychologically, from in terms of depression and mental illness, from people that you are able to go out walks with and talk to? Um, over your time doing what you're doing yeah certainly so I think just you know just that gentle walk again um, you find that people once they're out walking it's so much it's like an automatic response people don't have to think about walking Um, you know obviously in the gym it's a little bit different the exercises they've got to think about it and like me I'm so uncoordinated (laughs) walking's really a simple automated activity yeah um so again you know when you're engaging that sort of coaching in that environment and we're just talking and walking people do become more mindful again that you know directly correlates to the um, improved mood they're you know like aware of their surroundings and and yeah again you know there's a scientific backings behind it which lowers blood pressure um it suppresses the sympathetic nervous system so as far as the flight and fight response mode and sort of makes you feel a lot more balanced and calm so i think you know in the long term of walking um so one of my family members that was uh, diagnosed with cancer recently she's all good but um you know getting out and walking with her so it was like sort of just a three kilometers a day and um it was you know, in, there's still cars around and things like that, but she's out in nature, she's yeah. around the trees, her mood's improved, her ability to deal with stressful situations um, has improved. That's very cool. In conjunction with nutrition, um, a lot of the food that she's, you know, it's, it's based on what she's already been eating, but fine-tuning it to just, you know, improve um, her immunity yep. to, to improve things like that so I think that yeah I've certainly seen some changes just from the walking aspect it yep. just it, there's just so many things and so many benefits that it really gives them um, and it's such a simple task so people repeat it <laughs> yeah, because it is walk. so simple <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. and you know they feel great afterwards and they don't necessarily mm. know why they feel great and whether we're having a really in-depth conversation about challenges or we're just having a conversation that's quite jovial and light-hearted yeah. um, you know you come back you feel a little bit invigorated cool. you've got you know cool wind on your face and um, just feel you know great. you've just yeah. you know you've pumped up your heart rate a little bit but you know to a healthy level and 
get everything moving and it's not yeah. from one thing you have to do to another or it's not through a shopping centre or it's not like that. Yes, it's you're actually out. And I think it's just, yeah, again, it's just that movement and it's automated and simple, um, but it's really effective. That's cool. It must be cool kind of going full circle a little bit to being the young mum 16 years ago who's been, I guess, have all these prescriptions put in front of you and gone and learnt about yourself and the human body and and how we can better approach some of those issues to now being that person that people come to to help them improve those issues yeah. with them. Certainly. Yeah, yeah. no, oh, it is. It's, it's amazing. I just, you know, it's something I'm really passionate about and when people meet me, I can be a little bit, you know... That's the um, best way to do it. I like to call it vivacious, <laughs> but, I, you know, I'm, I am, um, I'm very passionate. I'm, I love what I do and, yeah, if I can just help one person like I already have I've, you know that's cool if I can help one person that's all I want to do like just even the simplest thing if I, I don't need to make the biggest change in their life but if it's something yeah. simple as getting out and just improving their mood a little bit yeah um, you know they're more likely to go and do it again for themselves whether it's with me or with, yeah. without me oh, like yeah. I just think that I'd be able to impart some sort of knowledge and insight and, and be your passions contagious because people will see how much you love <laughs> how love you how much you love it all and they'll either do it with you or go and do it themselves yeah. or want to go do it like right now I just want to go for a walk outside we can if you want <laughs> <laughs> take I'll, our shoes I'll just, off though you take your shoes off and I'll just carry I'll just carry the laptop with me <laughs> um, but where was I going with that I was going to ask you a question shit I forgot oh well um, oh I was going to ask you about do you think Doctors, rightly or wrongly, are too quick to just throw prescriptions at people. I have an experience in GP clinics. Yeah. Um, I do. But sadly, their education in their however many years of schooling, so say six years of schooling, yeah. they've probably got one day, one hour on nutrition. It's crazy, um, isn't it? And that nutrition education is so outdated probably working off the 1970s food pyramid, which is completely wrong. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, so I think that there, there needs to be more education on um, nutrition and a plant-based diet. Definitely. Um, benefits of whole foods rather than sort of just, you know, prescribing medications yep. for something that can be like myself that I've had experience with, you know, easily overturned. I mean, obviously some things are a little bit more serious and they Definitely. need... You know, they need doctors. Yeah. So I'm not dismissing their their whole professional field, but yeah. I, I feel like there needs to be more education with GPs at, at school level. Yeah, well, I think one one of the things that like because obviously it's this is something this is a topic that I talk about a lot with my staff and friends and family because it's something I'm really passionate about. I think the medical industry and like surgical industry all has its place because it's it's there to fix things when things go wrong, fix things when things go bad, um, when there's serious diseases that happen or diseases or injuries or whatever happened for certain reasons, it's there for that reason. I think we've kind of used, rather than using it as a first, as a... Last Yeah, as a last point of call, sorry. We've used it as a first point of call and we've... It's created a, a society where we get a little cough, we go to the doctors, we... Get a little bit, yeah, little bit of a cold. We want, we want antibiotics. We want to fix it now. Yeah. We want that quick fix. Um, whereas we know that, like as like health professionals, you know that doesn't work. Um, and it's really interesting because I think, I think we're asking 
because we talk about things like only going doing nutrition for you know a, a day or a half a day yeah. in their degree and i've lucky enough to have a couple of really close friends just finish um finish their medical degrees and now they're out working and things like that and i think we kind of miss the miss the point a little bit because i think doctors are there to treat illnesses and diseases and injuries and things like that and surgeons are there to fix certain things but we i think there should be a whole new profession that's there to determine who someone should go and see and like that's just a recipe for corruption but that's that's beside the point i'm living in a utopian mindset right now where everything works perfectly um but i think there should be some sort of person or profession that you know someone's got an issue they're they're seen to have nutrient deficiencies or or they've got a strained calf muscle or they've they are genuinely sick or they've dislocated their shoulder who's able to tell that person who they should go and see Um, because right now it's just everyone goes to a doctor and like I see clients of mine or clients of ours or like they'll say I rolled my ankle on the weekend I've got I'm seeing a GP tomorrow like why are you seeing a GP for rolled ankle like that's physio's role but I think it's education as well yeah people yeah people do just go back to the GP because they they trust that their physician is going to know yeah. everything and anything, and they don't. Yeah, they don't have that sort of broad education. Yeah, on your, it's oh, just okay. it's just education about people understanding roles, right? Like, I think yeah. if you got most people, and you said, "What's the difference between an osteopath, a chiropractor, a physio, and a myotherapist?" They probably wouldn't be able to give you decent yeah. answer, and it's really scary when they've got four distinct. And yes, they they overlap, of course, which is I guess where some of the confusion comes in. Um, they've got four distinct roles and responsibilities and um, and outcomes you can get from going into in, each of those. Um, and I'm, like it's the same with nutrition, right? Like if someone's <clears throat> if someone's struggling with you know fatigue or whatever, they'll more quickly go to a GP to to try and find what vitamin or mineral they should be having rather than act, like in tablet form rather than actually going. Uh, going to a dietitian or going to someone who can actively actually actually tell them, okay, well, here's what a balanced diet diet for you should look like. Yeah. Um, and I think I don't really have a solution to the problem, which is the most frustrating part. <laughs> but, no, well, you came up with a utopian solution, but it's yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's just interesting. I think, like in any team, like I think if you look at the health and well being industry as a team everyone's got their role to play yeah and it's and it's up for up to us as people who are starting to starting to try and change the way things are done to keep pushing that and that's why i love what you're doing because it it starts to it starts to culminate the importance of being outdoors with the importance of understanding you as a person yourself and then understand having that nutrition knowledge to back it up yeah um which is super cool perfect world what would you change about this is a huge question what would you change about the the health industry if you had a magic wand and could just wave it uh i would have complete clarity with marketing because i think that that's where everyone's confusion comes from definitely um, people for, for years it's been you know fat was bad so they put sugar in everything so yeah. it's since 
the dawn time it has been just one big marketing thing you don't see you know a beetroot marketed or a broccoli marketed because it doesn't need to <laughs> hey, i've seen the mandy ads <laughs> isn't there a no 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 ad um, but it's just if you're eating a whole food, yeah. it doesn't need advertising. It doesn't need marketing because it is what it is. Yeah. When you're trying to sell something and trying to sell a benefit because it doesn't really have one or it's in a packet, you should be really considering it. Yeah. Um, so to me, yeah, I would completely well I don't think I can do away with marketing because it's a necessary evil of this world but I think yeah. that it really creates the confusion. And that's where I'm looking to really simplify it for people. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think, where do, this, I actually don't know the answer to this question, but where do you get your food from? Are you a, do you just, uh, local farms, things like that, or you just Yeah, look, and, it, it's a bit of everywhere. Yeah. So I'm not going to beat everyone up, not eating organic. We don't do it all the time. Yeah. Um, where we can, we eat organic. Where we can, yeah. like, we eat free range um, chicken, meat, things like that. Yeah. But it, it is predominantly plant-based diet. Um, I still shop at the supermarket. I'm yeah. an old person. Yeah. My husband shops yeah, half the time because yeah. he's Mr. Amazing. But, <laughs> you know, like, I'm not going to beat him up and be like, hey, honey, we need to go get the organic broccoli from 5,000 kilometers away. So, <laughs> yeah. it's, you know, it's about achievable everyday life about, steps. Yeah. So, and finding um, what works. And at the moment, we're just renovating our house so we can build a massive veggie patch and I can awesome. actually produce, we can produce all our own food. So, very cool. Um, very much self-sufficient like that. And Is I that the plan? To, yeah, 100%. To be self-sufficient yeah, for a certain period yeah, of time? Yeah, love awesome. to. That's really um, cool. So, yeah, I, I mean, like that's, that's it. people have got busy lives and yeah. the supermarket's there for a reason, but it's yeah. just knowing too, like one of the services I offer is actually a supermarket too where I awesome. go around and educate people what to eat, I what like to eat, sort of, you know, and so sort of give them a guide list of like, hey, you know, this is what you're currently eating um, and what how to read labels, like, Again, it comes back to that yeah. question. If I could yeah. change one thing, it's marketing. Yeah. Because something says healthy and light and people would be like, yeah. hey, great, this is good for me because they've been fed that information yeah. without any sort of substantial... Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a really hard one because I think, <clears throat> I think marketing's definitely got a big role to play in it and it's definitely responsible for... responsible for everything that we do consume. But at the same time... We're all adults. We can all make our own decisions. So, like, the, we can't just pass the buck and no. say that it's not. And I think when people like you look at that list of list of scripts and list of prescriptions um, and go, you know what, this isn't on. Like, I want to change it and I want to be, I want to figure out how I can make it work. Then the more people that can be doing things like that from on a day to day basis, the more this whole movement is going to start getting legs and. And start changing. Start hiking. <laughs> start hiking, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Exactly. Because I think it's really interesting. Like, I have some conversations. I've got a few friends that are um, like vegan for a bunch of different reasons and and um, that, you know, like will be completely anti um, like takeaway coffee cups and straws and um, factory farming and things like that. And I struggle with all of the absolutes with all of that kind of stuff because I see the like well this is why that's a thing like this is why supermarkets exist like this is why yeah. factory farming exists and we get and I think it's gonna it's gonna be a really interesting like 10-20 years for the food health industries as we start to wade through the bullshit 
Um, yeah. And through all the crap of how things are produced and people actually start demanding really good quality food or um, demanding clarity practices. around yeah. where their food comes yeah, from yeah that's, that's a big one so yeah. and I think too you know I, I'm again I don't I'm not an absolute anything mm. I you know I'm, I'm all about living so I drink you know and, and there's things that I do yeah. like I, I'm not anti-drinking I, I'm either. not vegan <laughs> yeah, I know it's looking at all the gin here we love it but um yeah, and you know, and people that are, that's fine. I work yeah. within everyone's parameters, so it's not something that I'm there to judge you and say you should eat meat, you should do this. My yeah. own daughter's turned, my own sixteen-year-old daughter turned vegan um, a month ago. Yeah, and you know, it's kind of a bit of a pain in the ass to cook, but <laughs> hey, you know what? Yeah. I've got to support her. Like, yeah. but at the same time, in supporting her doing that, she's a sixteen-year-old with nutritional needs that. I'm, you know, I don't know yeah. if a sixteen-year-old's really going to listen to her mum. Maybe if I was like. I don't know. Yeah, but I think it's just, yeah, edu- like, and it's a hard position you're in because, like, the last person 16-year-olds can listen to is Yeah, mine. but I think, you know, with clients that are vegan, vegetarian, whatever they are, you know, yeah. if you're dairy intolerant, this and that, I work within those areas Definitely. to find that you make, sh- you know, make sure you don't get the deficiencies, yeah. that you're then compensating with something else, and, and I think that that's yeah. where it all comes into, yeah, again, it's... You can yeah, make it's empowering those guys to make their own decisions, yeah. one, but then like do their own research. And, yeah. and that's do their own research with maybe some peer-reviewed literature, not a Pete Evans blog or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, or like a 30-second video you saw or like a five-minute YouTube video that you listened to and, yep, yep, did my research. Because yeah. I think that's what, fr- that's what frustrates me a lot with a lot of those things. Like people will watch a... A YouTube or a Netflix documentary that's true, that's purely tailored to sh- to show one point of view and yeah. say I've done my research. And it's just like, well, you yeah, haven't. But also too, through that, you've got to look at who's funding it. Mm. Oh, 100%. Um, you know, like your five five tick systems that's in the supermarkets, Nestle. <laughs> so yeah, you know, exactly. my lorry's got four or five different types of sugars in it, mm. and it's, it's yeah. five yeah, four the, five star rating. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's outrageous. And, um, so you've really got to look at who's, yeah, one backing the the studies and yeah. who's paying for it. I think there's it. one of, I can't remember what documentary it was, um, one of the ones on Netflix that came out and everyone's like talking about it and then, you know, a bunch of um, scientists came out and disproved all of the things. That, like it was a it was a health documentary. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, there's, um, yeah. Because there's so, so, so bloody many now. but And they disproved everything and it's just like, well, like why is this thing still up if it's, if we've shown that it's shown that it's not the truth, um, and it's really easy for um, people with agendas or like big businesses with agendas like Nestle or or uh, yeah, but um, it's a big business, and yeah. that's what my you know before we were saying about marketing, like everyone's yeah. just marketing these big businesses, so it's it's really self education, and then yeah. that's what you know my like myself yourself it's all about yeah educating and sharing that knowledge and yeah. getting people excited and doing their own research and making their own decisions based on yeah. what's fact and what's Definitely. and i think it's like i ask myself the question okay who stands to benefit from this um like i use the example with my clients like if you go to a a surgeon and ask them whether you should have surgery on your injured shoulder, the surgeon's probably going to say yes. <laughs> like yeah. if, if you go to a, a high-quality physio and ask them if, they, if you should have surgery on your shoulder, there's 
you know, a good chance that physio is going to say, you know what, let's see what exercise does. Let's see what rehabilitation does. And I think when you can look at some, look at it like that and go, well, everyone's going to want, going to think that what they offer is the best way of doing it. Um, and when you as an individual and the, and the professional can look at it um, and say, okay, what's best for the client? Like what's, be, or what's best for the person? What's best for the individual? Um then they can start and they understand their role in it as well. Um, they can, you can start to figure out, okay, this is the best option, option one, and then we work, work on option two if we need to. Yeah. Um, it's a deep perspective. Definitely, definitely. And I think like, that's, <coughs> like why I resonate with what you do so well is because you, there's no absolutes. It's, let's, let's, let's go for a walk, get outside. That's a tick. That's, everyone wins with that. Yeah. And let's have a conversation. Bang! There's 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 another tick because we're um, we're learning about someone and someone's able to tell their story and someone's able to. You've got that, I guess, social bond and connection that's so important yeah. um, as humans. And then so that's a tick. And then you start talking about the importance of like the holistic way of living and listening, but listening to them. And I think like tick 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 like. And then from there, it's either refer out or they go off on their own or you, someone you see regularly and it's, I think that's a really cool system um, because like you obviously love what you do yeah. and it sounds like your clients will love what you do so yeah it's awesome it's really really cool so good job thank you good job <laughs> pat on the back alright I've got a bunch of quick questions for you uh, and they can be quick answers or that you can load up I just want to see where you're at with a few things cool sure. All right, some ready? are really hard some are a little bit easier First one. Have you had a defining moment? I've had, I've had a bunch. Awesome. Yeah, a bunch. And I don't think that it's ever really one moment that I went, aha. Yeah. Um, there's just a lot of life experience in the last sort of 16 years. That's cool. So. Awesome. Sort of got me to where I am now. Nice. What's your favourite fun fact? Fun fact. Yeah. That's one of the easier questions. Oh, I don't know that it's easy. Come on. It's a fun fact. You put me on the spot and like, I'm stuck. <laughs> I don't know. Hiking's awesome. <laughs> That's true. That's not over much of a fact, though. <laughs> i got a fun fact for you. Yeah, you give me yours then. Uh, I read an article that Greg shared yesterday. Uh, if you improve your sleep by 6%, so what's that? Not much. 20 minutes, half an hour then you get a 19% decrease in cortisol. Okay. It's outrageous. That is some good numbers. I like those odds. Yeah, I like your fun facts. Yeah, so find 6% more sleep. Oh, well, I do pretty well with my sleep. Babe. Good from you. I'm jealous. I'm working on it. It's my one room for improvement. At the Go moment. for a hike. Yeah, true. What advice would you give the 15-year-old version of yourself? Ask my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've given her plenty of what, advice. What do you wish she knew now that you that you know now what do you wish she would understand that you know now just self-education yeah so self-educate self-educate and I, I'd say it to her I tell her what I know she'll I'm her mum so she's not going to listen yeah. so I'm like here's the research here's the link go find out read yeah. it for yourself you know yeah. self-education then, 100% yeah. Yeah, and, that's really important and belief in self because I think that that was yeah that's taken me a long time to sort of get there and even yeah. still I have my days where I'm we all do don't, yeah. don't worry and that, that makes me human so <laughs> on that belief thing what remo- what allows you to get back to like those days when you're not really believing in yourself what allows you to get back to it 
Well, again, it's flipping that, um, you know, negative positive cycle. So um, it's self-talk. So, you know, even this morning I sort of said something negative to myself and I heard myself, I pulled myself up and I'm like, hey, reframe, turn around. I'm like, nah, you know, you've got this. You're going to, you know, and you just sort of reframe it. And even if you don't necessarily 100% believe it, you say it and you smile. 100%. Then you're going to start feeling (laughs) it. It does. It it definitely um, works like that. Yeah. And I think that that's really, yeah, being mindful to... To listen to self-talk. Yeah. I think that, like, mindfulness is really important, self-talk. You start to realize that you're not your thoughts and you're not what you tell yourself, that there's, you know, deeper under the, like, surface-level thoughts, there's that subconscious that is there to, like, help guide you and, like, in your head you're just trying to figure it out. I think a lot of people get stuck in that negative negative cycle of just getting stuck into well that's what I said to myself so that's what I'm going to believe yeah, um, yeah. but you can say something to yourself and then go you know what no, no that's bullshit I'm going to and again it's the absolute never nothing yeah. ever absolute oh good I like that if money wasn't an issue and you knew you couldn't fail what would you do with your life exactly what I'm doing oh, I love that answer good everyone should have that answer what's your next big trip or travel idea or plan Business, personal? Both. Either. Uh, well. Hopefully it's the same. Could be the same. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, I don't know. I know I've got some pretty big, pretty big plans coming on. But um, yeah. I guess, you know, uh, I've got some, some pretty cool hikes going away this year with my husband and some friends. So we're doing the Bright Region um, for a weekend away. Awesome. So we're going to get up there and about um, and just sort of suss out that area with potential hikes to cool. be run from there. Yeah. Like, it's just something I'll... Have a sticky beacon, see if that's there. Um, yeah. And then in September, we're doing the Great Ocean Road again. So um, I guess, you know, my husband and I did that a few years ago, but we did it in two and a half days, so it's 100 so kilometers. So bang, bang, bang. <laughs> yeah, pretty insane. So they yeah. recommend five to seven, and yeah. we thought they were pretty good walkers, so we did it quicker. Yeah, we've but, done um, a couple of those, and it's ended in a couple of days of not being able to move. Yeah, yeah, we were pretty much that. But, oh, my God, M&Ms have never tasted so good. <laughs> um but yeah, so no, I've got some pretty cool trips coming up this yeah. year and um, I think business and stay tuned because yeah, it's I think exciting. it's just, there's going to be some pretty cool things happening. That's very cool. Do you have a morning routine? Um, yeah, sure. So generally, yeah, hubby gets me out of bed with coffee. Good for um, you. I'm, I'm pretty much a stickler for my veggies for brekkie, so yeah. we've sort of got a routine that we've got obviously three kids, so getting them up in the morning, that's kind of looks a little bit crazy but hey I'm pretty sure everyone's the same as well so um, you know have a glass of water lemon salt have you so yep. sort of just try to get your body started that way you know what I'm like everyone else I don't do it every morning yep. but I try to yeah that's um, right. I just started on the every morning I have a big glass of water with um, rock salt and lemon yeah and I love it it's yep. like a homemade Gatorade Without all the crap. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't drink any of that sugary yeah. stuff. I, I just feel like, I just feel like I'm giving my organs a bath. Yeah, and, <laughs> and you really I are. I just like, feel fresh when I've had, after I've had it. Yeah. Well, we've got four lemon trees, so we've got <sighs> stunning nice. lemons. So very cool. Um, but yeah, so it's it's usually something along those lines, and it's yeah. it's always sort of family and getting kids ready for school so it's just like everyone else is great go 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 go. yeah but I think in an ideal world I'd you know love to say that I do yoga and meditate and (laughs) have my lemon water but but it's it's not always a reality it doesn't have to be like that (laughs) oh no 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 and that's a cool that's a cool thing that's 
like I think the the whole social media side of like morning routines and success and all that kind of stuff, like it's starting to show the crap and the and like it's starting to show the crap stuff. Sorry, not the crap, but it's starting to show the crap stuff and the things that aren't that don't work and aren't perfect. Like I like my goal is to get up at five AM every day. Um, and yesterday I somehow snoozed my alarm without realizing and woke up at five forty and went, shit, I gotta get to work in ten minutes and like that happens. Like that's life, but I'm not gonna let that ruin the rest of my week of getting up at five. And I think that's when you can like stuff up you be aware of it and then move forward and yeah. like it doesn't matter if you don't have the, the yoga and the meditation and all those things because yeah. you just make it work no it doesn't and it's real it's like really what's achievable for people so I think that you know if I'm going to sit here and you know sort of make up this <laughs> ideal simplistic life Here's happening world, but yeah, yeah it, it's not necessarily going to be that way so that's really interesting if you could be remembered in one sentence what would it be? I guess what I want and what I will be remembered is probably <laughs> two different things. But I think uh, I want to be remembered as someone that's passionate, passionate about what yeah. I do and passionate about what I believe. Um, and I, I think that that's what people who know me really sort of resonate with anyway. That it's I like it. Very cool. Yeah. What is success to you? Success. I think it's just... Happiness, balance, family, love. Yeah. Just. It's a good pile of words. It's a really good pile of words. Yeah, I think. Nice. I like it. What are you most proud of? What I've been through, where I've come from, and what I am, and my family. Good. Now, the flip side of that question, what are you most ashamed of? The... think that I'm ashamed of anything I think that every lesson uh, should be you know from bought from anything yeah. so you know I've made some pretty shitty decisions in my life and not necessarily ashamed of anything that I've yeah. done but learn from them yeah I've certainly learned from them and yeah. learned you know like those you know you sort of reflect on where you were and why you did things yeah. and I think that's part of growth so it's a good answer I say it's a good answer because I can tell when Keandra, my girlfriend, has been listening to the podcast because she'll just come out with one of the questions that I ask. And the other night she goes, what are you most ashamed of? I'm like, which episode are we listening to? <laughs> but that's, like, that's exactly the answer I gave her. I'm like, I, like yeah, this, like, like you said, I've made two decisions. I've stuffed up. I've done things that I'm not proud of. But that doesn't necessarily mean I'm ashamed of because if I was in that same position or in that same environment, again, I would make – make a different decision and I change it and yeah. I think that's life being able to learn from it and but I think that that's where it's forward. you know everything that I've been through everything good and bad it's yeah. got me to where I am today and yeah. that's who I am it's it's made me the person I am so, so there's no point I don't want to be yeah. like and I'm I'm in such a great place I don't want to be anyone else so you know I, awesome. I take the good and the bad together and it equals me <laughs> good do you have a hero? my husband that sounds a bit sucky, but nah, oh, he really is. He's so I think that my hero in him is the patience. I think that that's a skill that I'm yet to sort of really fine tune. Yeah. It's I'm I I know that it's you know it's definitely one of my weaknesses. So I look at that in him, and I just awesome. he, he's got it. He's got it going on. So I like it. 
I just um, I need to keep learning from him. And, yeah. And we do. We learn from each other. It's, and we grow it's nice together, when you have so someone it's... like that that you can learn from. Yeah. I've got plenty of those people in my life. It's cool. Right, I want a really short answer because this ended up being like a 25-minute answer on one of the podcasts. If you could add three subjects to the school curriculum, what would they be? Well, I guess mindfulness, gratitude classes yep. together. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that would sort of encapsulate that whole self-love, self-belief, self-respect, just... It's amazing just how often that comes up. Creating just a yeah. powerhouse of a person internally. Yeah. Um, real like I don't know cooking classes they don't really encapsulate like what they really should cooking at school doesn't inspire like I don't want to learn how to make scones (laughs) teach me how to you know like make an omelette with vegetables or how to you know just sort of really integrate that whole food side of nutrition I think that should be carried through yeah um and I mean guess what's the third I don't know what, what have I really wanted in school? I think something just maybe business. I remember doing accounting and thinking, what the hell? This is so boring. Like, yeah. But I think that, you know, not necessarily a business class per se, but just something that sort of gives you a little bit more life skills. So whether yeah. it's an outdoor education class, it's like, hey, he's business, he's outdoorsy, sort of encapsulating both of those together yeah. that sort of delivers yeah, them, um, you know, this just, yeah, sort of gives like people it. that little bit more of a... An understanding of the outside world and yeah. how, how they're actually going to deal with life when it happens. Yeah, and maybe present different scenarios and you know, rather than yeah. your outdoor ed class where you, you're teaching or orienteering and things like that, something maybe that, yeah, just get some more outdoors and sort of group bonding and, you know, anti-bullying, all yeah. that sort of stuff, that sort of side of life where we're not really taught those skills until we're in a workplace and we're like, hey, we're feeling this, we're yeah. feeling that. So That's cool. Yeah. I'd go to that class. <laughs> yeah, I would too. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> All right. Uh, if you could invite three people to dinner, dead or alive, who would they be and why? I love this question. Oh. Ron always gives me that response. So many people. So many. So I could go away from this and be like, why didn't I say that? So. Yeah, you will. That'll definitely happen. <laughs> oh. Three people, come on. Three people. No rush, mate. <laughs> everyone, just pause. No. Pause. <laughs> everyone can just press that little 15 second speed thingy. Oh, I don't, it's really got me stuck. I think that there's a lot of people that sort of inspire me. You Good, know. name three of them. All right. <laughs> um, look, I guess Tony Robbins. He, he's Good. Yeah, he's someone that sort of. I guess his story is just what he's come from to yeah. where he is and how he's built this. It's a crazy, this, crazy Yeah, human. like he'd be really awesome and really inspiring. Yeah, good. Um, I want to say Buddha because of the life he lived before he became Buddha. Buddha, yeah. So he'd be really pretty awesome. Um, and the third. Oh. No, can I invite myself? <laughs> you already be there. <laughs> no, don't waste an invite. Don't waste an invite. 
I've got two incredible people there already. So, I, like, how long's my dinner party? <laughs> Am I cooking? <laughs> Maybe I need to invite a chef. There yeah. you go. Hey, this, that's not a bad one. God. Actually, no one's given oh, that answer. Jamie Oliver. There you go. Boom. He's just, yeah. yeah. He can just, he doesn't have to talk. He can just cook. <laughs> <laughs> because then I know that we're getting, like, really awesome, yep. nutritious food. Good. Um, and See, I'm the got... first person that's thought about the uh, the food side of things, it's very important. <laughs> we do, we need a chef. I feel as though I'd be listening and talking to, oh, I wouldn't be talking to those three people, but I'd be listening too much to be able to eat. I'd be like, just talk. It's yeah. very cool. All right, last question. Favorite quote? Well, John Muir is on my website quoted in saying that in every walk in nature, I've just gotten the quote now because I'm on the spot. Sorry. Come um, on. Embarrassing. Oh, my goodness. Um, in every walk within nature, one... Oh, I've just forgotten it. Oh, no. Oh, how embarrassing. That's Sorry, outrageous. It's on your own website. I know. I'm human. Sorry. <laughs> um, it happens. Oh. Anyway. Whereabouts is it on your website? On the homepage. Ah. But it's, yeah, I mean, look, I've got lots of different quotes and I don't necessarily memorise them because, uh, again, I'm not absolute. It's just something that's, um, you know, I think that whatever drives you, you know, you can create your yeah. own bloody quotes. Yeah. So. Good. Um, I like that. I'll create my own quote now. It's like, you know, you're one hike away from a good mood, so. Oh, write that down. That's good. Yeah. That's very good. <laughs> Put that on. Instead of... Yeah. My John Muir, I can't Just quote. get rid of in every walk with nature, one receives far more than he seeks. You John go. Muir, you're out. Sorry, John. You're but in. But you know what? He's, yeah, he was an amazing man and he, he was actually a nature conservationist for, for America. So That's for cool. a lot of people that don't know, he was one of the, there the you go. pioneers. There's your, there's your third person for your dinner party. Yeah. Well, awesome. I've got Jane cooking, so. Nah. Do I keep he's, he's out. He's out the back. He's <laughs> back of the house. How can people find out about Holistic Hikes? How can people find out about you? Pump yourself up. Go. All right. This is your favourite thing, right? No, it's not my favourite thing. Um, yeah, look, I'm on Insta, Facebook, Holistic Hikes and www.holistichikes.com. Um, you can email me at amanda at holistichikes.com. But, yeah, just awesome. get in touch any way socially. Um, you can give me a buzz. I'd love to meet people face-to-face, the real connection. I don't yep. want to do this shitty online program for <laughs> you. I want to meet you. I want to know Good. who you are. I want you to meet me. I want you to feel my vibe, and and then we'll go from there. Awesome. See what Lovely I can work. do for you. I'm sure we'll have to get you and the Virtus family involved very quickly, very soon. it would be awesome. Thank you very much for coming on. Thank you.